Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning, everybody. Very happy Mother's Day to all of our moms and grandmas and uh, godmothers and all those other good folks out there. Happy day to you. So uh, if you've been following along these past, past few weeks, you guys, in the first reading, you'll notice that we've been tracing the story of the early church. We do that every Easter season. And you also know that one of the issues, one of the questions that confronted the church pretty early on was whether or not to welcome Gentiles. And I was talking with our Daily Mass crowd earlier this week and mentioning that, you know, for us who have the benefit of 2,000 years of history now and who also belong to a worldwide church, it's probably pretty hard for us to feel the bite that that question must have had, the challenge it must have presented for them. I mean, most of these folks were Jews, born and raised, right, who had then come later to Jesus, but they had been raised under the Mosaic Law. So they had been taught over and over again to avoid if not to outright despise those unclean Gentiles. So what a wrench, huh? What a wrench it must have been. What a stretch to consider not just admitting, quote unquote, those people, but also to love them, right? Shoot, you might as well ask cats to love dogs or Democrats to love Republicans or God forbid deacons to love priests, right? I mean, yikes, quite a stretch. And Maybe that's why it could only happen once Jesus had died and risen and thereby won for them and us too the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit. Well, that same spirit is given to us, you guys, and it's that same mission that is ours as well, to bear the cross, to embrace life in a broken and uncertain world, and to meet the Lord in often God-forsaken places and there to become his instruments. You know, I think we often think of faith as a comfort and a refuge, and it is those things, but that's not the goal of faith. That's more a byproduct. Faith, first and foremost, calls us not to comfort, but to courage, to dare, maybe even sometimes to risk, and in all of that, to trust. God's love doesn't protect us from difficulties or shield us from suffering, but what it does do is encourage us, literally put the courage into us to embrace life with hope, painful or frightening as it may be sometimes, to seek out the lost, to heal the hurting, to serve God in whatever way he gives it to us to do with the gifts that he gives us. So our prayer needs to be first and foremost, not for comfort, but for courage. And the wonderful little secret that Jesus shares with us in the gospel today is that if we do that, if we learn to love as he loved and to trust as he trusted, even to sacrifice as he sacrificed, it's in that that we'll find comfort and refuge and joy. Keep my commandments, he says, I tell you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete. 
You know, we've said before, God loves us as we are, but he loves us too much to just leave us as we are. C.S. Lewis once said that if we were able to see ourselves as God intends us to be 10,000 years from now, we'd fall on our faces in fear and trembling. He's just echoing something St. Paul said in his letters, right? That eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has ready for those who love him. So each one of us has an astounding, an astounding destiny in front of us. And God is determined that we reach it. And so he allows into our lives at times those situations, those sometimes new, sometimes uncomfortable, sometimes even painful situations that open our hearts, that deepen and broaden and stretch us so that we can hold the immense and infinite life that he wants to give us. As you know, it's not an automatic thing, is it? I've witnessed, and maybe you have too, struggles and sometimes, frankly, awful situations that have diminished people or left them bitter, angry, cynical, fearful, somehow less. But one of the great blessings I have in getting to work here with all of you is that I also get to witness almost every week humble and yet inspiring acts of courage, trust, generosity. I get to watch exhausted caregivers of dying loved ones that still somehow find it possible to be cheerful. And widowed seniors who facing facing a lonely future and yet trusting, hoping that God will somehow provide what they need. Parents who refuse to give up on wayward children Freshmen every fall who are stepping into a much bigger and scarier and more uncertain world, yet do that trusting that God will meet them there. And then parishioners almost every day who are given bad news about their health or their job or just the situation of our world, and yet who soldier on, remembering that God is the one who's ultimately in charge. That's the difference faith can make. And so, guys, I want to encourage you to embrace that. Trust God. Lean on him. Step out in faith. There are so many people who prefer to build safe and comfortable and rigid little lives where everything is black and white, everything makes sense, everything is under control. That's not much of a foundation on which to stand, though, when adversity comes calling or when the storm winds start to blow. And is it really living? Is that living? How can that life, how can a life like that be satisfying for creatures such as ourselves, creatures, children even, of Almighty God, destined to share in the great adventure of the resurrection? Let me share with you a poem that was given to me by one of our own parishioners, somebody who's well acquainted with adversity and struggle more than I could carry, let me tell you, and yet who does her best to carry that with grace and patience and courage. This is a poem by Sir Francis Drake, the 16th century English explorer and sea captain. I'm going to put it in next week's bulletin if you want to go back to it, but for now, just sit back and listen to it, and let this be our prayer for today. He writes, Disturb us, Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true because we have dreamed too little, when we arrived safely 
because we sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the waters of life. Having fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity, and in our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wider seas where storms will show your mastery, and where losing sight of land, we shall find the stars. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.